Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey, thank you for downloading the podcast, guys. Uh, in the middle of the podcast, we'll give you an answer to Thursday's um, game of Alpha Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a special guest special into guest. the podcast today, um, Parente, who does a wonderful job. If you see any of our videos uh, online, they've been edited by Parente. Mm. He's a bit of a whiz kid. He is. Oh, thank you, Matty. Um, you came into Stav and I during the show today and you're like, I want to have a special uh, spot on the podcast. Mm. And we're like, sure. Sure. Go yes, for we it. have to talk less. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a realization that there's some hacks that I use in my everyday life that might be helpful for you guys and everyone listening that you might not know. This is where you got to be careful. Well, this is where you got to be careful, right? Because I've even noticed online things, you know, when they go, here's 10 insane facts you didn't know about Batman. <laughs> yeah. But now they'll go, here's 10 insane facts you probably didn't know about Batman <laughs> just so they cover their ass. So, because nothing worse when you go, have you done this? And everyone goes, yeah, mate, everyone knows that. Yeah. So that, that is the risk that I run. But that, that's fine because you only need one person listening who doesn't that's know true. for that's it true. to be of benefit, mm. you know? Um, what I've got for you are, are two different hacks that deal with knowing if batteries have gone flat. Okay. Which I think you'd probably both agree, old school batteries, not like on a phone, but like an old AA battery. That's oh, annoying, right? Okay, mm. now I get... Do you so, remember... Sorry to cut you, no, no, to no. Cut you short there. Remember <laughs> when the coolest... I, I thought it was so sick when this came out. I mm. think it was Energizer. Oh, Energizer yeah. did it. You yeah. could press two little buttons on either end of a battery. They don't do them anymore. Mm. And a little bar would light up on it and show you like yeah. how much battery yeah. was left in it. But man, you had to press them so hard. It, it caned your fingers. Yeah, it was like a mood them. ring. Yeah, yeah, but they don't. It must have been really expensive to do that because they don't do that anymore. Yeah, I don't know how they worked. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. So you're, what you're saying is not your phone battery, like a double double yeah. A battery to tell whether it's running out of yeah. steam. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is specifically for a TV remote, and right. I brought a prop as mm-hmm. you guys can yeah. see. Mm-hmm. Um, super annoying. You, you when you're trying yeah. to use it, and you're like, is the battery flat? Is it broken? What's mm. going on here? So the way that a TV remote works is with infrared light. Yes. So it shoots a little infrared light out the front part of it. If you look at the front of your TV remote, there's usually a little light bulb or something there. Look at and that. He's like Dr. Carl 30 <laughs> years ago. That's this, this, this I knew so yeah. far. So yeah. far, yeah. But what that means is that if you have a way of seeing that infrared light, then you can see if the batteries are flat. If there's light there, then the batteries are fine. And if mm-hmm. there's no light, the batteries are flat. Yep. Yeah. Humans can't see infrared light though. So your phone camera can see infrared light, but usually only the front camera. That's not worth getting into. The tip basically ends up being selfie mode with your phone Mm -hmm. and then point your remote at it and I'll pass the remote to you so you can try it. Then just push like the volume button and you'll see a little, you'll see a little uh, light flash on your remote. And if you see that light flash, that means there's enough battery in there for the remote to work. Do you see what I see, Stan? Oh, yeah, there you go. There's a red light. Yep. Oh, that's sort of cool. Yeah. yeah. And so what it is is on your camera, because it's not a human eye, it's seeing that bit of light that humans don't have vision for. Mm-hmm. And so you can go, cool, battery in the remote. It works. And that's a good little way to test if you have a phone nearby. See, uh, I mean, now you might say that's, that's ridiculous, but imagine how long it takes you to take the batteries out, find new batteries, put them in. You go, oh, now it's working. Or no, those new batteries aren't working. You accidentally mix up the old batteries with the yeah. new batteries. Mm. And then you're like, oh, damn, which ones are which? Where does where does this come into your equation, though, to doing this? So where you take the back off, you go, <laughs> and then you go, maybe even pop one out, put it back in. And then that, gives, that normally gives yeah. you another three weeks. Yeah, it usually does. And yeah. I'm not sure why, to be okay, honest. Okay, good, good. Yeah. But I'm glad you mentioned that thing about not knowing which the old and new batteries, because my second hack deals with that. 
Um, I, I've got some to try and demonstrate it with. I brought some batteries in. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't work too great because it works better with like a perfectly new pair and a perfectly flat pair. Okay. But let's say you're doing that. You've got two identical batteries. One's brand new, one's flat, but you mix them up. If you drop them, yeah. they'll bounce differently. Okay. Did like, you know this? No, I did no. not. No. So drop them on the flat end. Mm-hmm. I've got two double A's here. So not the pointy end, but the flat end. Mm-hmm. And one of them will bounce more than the other one. So okay. hopefully this, this, these aren't fully full and fully flat. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this should also be a video, not just a <laughs> podcast. Whoops. Um, I'm going to try and demonstrate. Hopefully, it's obvious enough. So, I'll drop the first one. Stav has a good view. Yeah. Okay. I'll say that's pretty bouncy. Uh-huh. And then this one. Less bouncy. Much less bouncy. So, the more it bounces, the less it has? Correct. So, if it doesn't bounce, or if it like kind of feels heavier... That means it's more charged. Because you can feel the power in it? I don't actually know why. It's to do with the way energy the en- dissipates it's the and stuff. the bunny. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> the more it bounces, uh-huh. it's called the bunny effect. Yeah, okay. Right. But wow. yeah, so you can just see it there. If you drop them both one at a time, and whichever one bounces more will be the empty one. Empty one. There you go. So there you go. Battery hacks. We need to put this on TikTok. That'll, that'll get likes. It's a good idea, actually. That'll get yeah. shared. I'll, I'll make a TikTok version. All right. Uh, there we go. Let's get into today's podcast. There is science facts with Parente. <laughs> we'll work on the name. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Dictionary. While we're away on holidays, a movie hit Netflix that caused a bit of a stir. Uh, it was with Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Jennifer Lawrence. It was called Don't Look Up. And it was oh, a, I've heard heaps about this. Yeah, you haven't watched it yet? No. It's a satirical take on uh, an Armageddon movie. So there's a meteor uh, crashing towards Earth and the two scientists that discover it, no one will believe them because it's just not a cool enough story while you've got celebrities breaking up and getting back together and whatnot. Right. So the the fact... So people are more interested in the Daily Mail stuff, which is like who's wearing what and yes. who's dating who, than the yeah. fact that imminent death is headed towards Yeah, us. in one scene they go on a show to tell everyone about said uh, um, asteroid, but mm-hmm. um, the segment before Ariana Grande, who is Ariana Grande, uh, breaks up with her partner, then FaceTimes him on the show and um, reconciles, and that blows their story out of the water. So it's a documentary? It, well, that's the thing. It's <laughs> supposed to be a comedy, but there's not many laughs because you go, yep. Uh, and one of the other people it skewers is Donald Trump, and they get actually one of the greatest actors of our times, uh, the wonderful Meryl Streep, to play a Trump-esque female um, president. And um, she's amazing in it, as she always is. Jennifer Lawrence is pretty good in it, too. She's always good, too. And afterwards, they were doing a photo shoot to promote the film. This is after the entire film has been shot, and they've spent all that time together. And Jennifer Lawrence uh, explains that, um, because Meryl Streep, she's one, she's, she can play a chair and she'd win an Oscar. She's that good. Fantastic actor. She's a fantastic actor. So everyone was calling her the GOAT. Which stands for greatest of all time. Yes, of course it does. Yeah, thing it's, is, it's quite often used in sporting terms. Always you know? in sporting like, terms, like LeBron James is the goat. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Thurston. Yes, uh, you were for one day. Oh, what? What? Then the goat got put down. <laughs> the, in goat, it. the goat. The <laughs> goat. Got out a bit of an accident. The goat, yeah. Um, and it's it's a term of endearment if you know that it stands for greatest of all time. So remember, films take a long time to shoot. This is at the press thing for the photo shoot, and Meryl Streep discovers this. Meryl kind of said, that's right, just tell the old goat where to go. And I was like, Meryl, you know that goat means greatest of all time, right? And she was like, oh, no. This whole time? This whole time, she was just like, oh, well, I guess, you know, like an old goat. Oh, and what never bothered to say anything <laughs> during she's filming? She's so lovely. She's like, oh, she's got my nickname, the old goat. No, the old goat will just do a scene and then go back to her caravan because she's an old goat. Yeah. 
And I suppose the time they would have used to would have been like, bring in the goat. Yeah, here's hey, the goat. The goat's the here. Goat's here. Oh, the yeah. goat. Yeah, the old goat's here. And that's a long... So you're looking at months while she thought everyone in the cast was calling her an old goat. And it, But having said that, here's the twist there. If you're so old that you don't know what goat stands for, maybe you are an old goat. Not that I'm calling Meryl Streep. Oh, that, you're on your own. That was Stav Davidson there. You can quote him on that. <laughs> you can quote me on that. But 131060, we want to know what saying didn't you get or maybe you misused. I remember I was in Scotland. Maybe it is a cultural thing. I was in Scotland and me and my uncles had gone out for a night on the town. We were going home. We got a kebab. And uh, my uncle turned to me and he said, this kebab is Balfin, Stav. And I went, oh, it's Balfin, is it? And I was really enjoying mine. So I was like, yes. And then the next morning, my auntie cooked me breakfast. And I looked her dead in the eye and I said, Auntie Moira, this breakfast is Balfin. And she slapped me across the face because that means horrible. <laughs> right, really? <laughs> yeah, it's Balfin. It means it makes you want to throw up. But did he say it in that? See, this is the thing. Tone is important when you're using. Yeah, the thing about Scottish people words. is they generally don't only have one tone. Uh, angry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this kebab's Balfin. Balfin. Yeah, this right. is a good one. Yeah. Well, 13, 10, 60, uh, what word didn't you know mm. for ages? And you just you just learnt it. Every, there's a new one every day with my 19-year-old Oh, son. I can imagine. Yeah. Half the time, I don't even know what he's saying. Him and all his eshes. <laughs> <laughs> How am I doing? Yeah, you know what's harder, too, about mm-hmm. teenage boys? Is they mumble everything. Mm-hmm. Mumble, mm-hmm. and he's got a mask on half the time as well. They're also kind of their own countries because different groups of that age of people will have a completely yeah. different vernacular. That's right, and they'll take a word that everyone's using and then they half change it mm-hmm. and stuff. Could start making them up too. Oh, that Meryl, she's such a bitch. What? The best in the cast right now. <laughs> that? No, uh, there's no R in. Shut up, <laughs> Brenton in Red Bank Plains on thirteen ten six. You want to know what phrase you've got wrong? Morning, guys. This is uh, my uncle. My uncle got a phrase wrong. So my uncle is a born and bred Texas man, so, you know, very American. Mm -hmm. Uh, He moved to Australia a couple of years ago now, worked in the family business. Uh He was in the office and he heard the phrase, oh, she's going to, Nat's going to cop it from the boss, you know, in a couple of minutes. And Mm -hmm. he's like, what does cop it mean? So he came to me and said, hey, what does cop it mean? Like, oh, he's just going to get in trouble. Yeah, no big deal. Oh, okay. Then later on in the conversation, he also heard that, oh, Melbourne's going to cop it on the weekend. Mm -hmm. So he got very confused by that and came back to me again and said, oh, Melbourne's going to get in trouble too, are they? I said, what do you mean? (laughs) He goes, no, they're going to cop it. He's like, no, it's supposed to rain, so cop it with rain. Uh, Because we do cop it. You go, you know, gets used yeah. blanket over a lot of stuff. Oh, uh, you got to work on Wednesday. Yeah. Just got to cop it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, a lot of a lot of lingo he didn't quite get. We yeah. played uh, AFL together. It stunned him a little bit. <laughs> a Texan playing AFL. He was a quarterback for LSU. Oh, oh there you go. There you go. Yeah. Like oh. to kick. Yeah. Oh, all right, Brenton. Man. Thank you. I think that's our first call from Brenton for the year too. We always enjoy his uh, his calls. Tiffany in Red Bank Plains. Sayings you got wrong. What you got for us? Uh, well, my story is about my daughter. Mm-hmm. So um, I would give them like lollies when they're kids, and I'd say one for now and one for wrong. So she comes to me one day when she's 16, and she's like, oh, I finally figured that out. And I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, later on. For the first 16 years of my life, my mum's been wondering, who is this man, and why am I saving this <laughs> Who is Ron? Why am I getting one now, and why is Ron <laughs> getting one? She was 16 when she realised that Ron meant later on. I oh, know, she's precious, my daughter. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> well, I've only just found that out because I've never heard that one before either. Oh, really? Yeah, no. There you go. <laughs> oh, cute. It's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I always wanted to meet Ron. Uh, <laughs> my wife worked with someone when she was in recruitment and they were uh, talking about something. She goes, oh, well, you know, tomato, tomato. Like, that's not how that saying goes. 
Oh, right. She actually thought that that was it. Tomato, she'd tomato. She's only seen it written down. Oh, I thought she was saying it as a joke. <laughs> no. She has, That's you know. probably why she's got it. People have let her get away with it for so long. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Run like the wind. Matt, in Caboolture, what sayings have you gotten wrong? So it wasn't actually me. It was my nan. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time that we introduced her to Facebook to keep in touch with international relatives, her sister posted about the loss of her husband, mm-hmm. and my nan put a comment up of LOL, oh, not realising it meant laugh out loud, thought it meant lots of love. Yeah. And as you can imagine, it exploded. <laughs> oh, yeah? They got they got mad? Uh, well, the the family sort of understood what was going on, but mm. the outsiders had no idea. Oh. I mean, that you'd let nan pass. war with my family. Oh. <laughs> but if a, a 16-year-old got on there and wrote LOL... You wouldn't let them say, no, I thought it meant lots of love. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Uh, our girl Abs has been away for the week. Mm. In ISO with the family, they got the COVID. They got the COVID, so uh, they are all stuck at home. That's three boys, Abby and her partner. And the boys don't stop, do they? No. Like, there's just no downtime. No, children never do, unfortunately. Mm. And it is when, you, when you're locked down in that ISO, it's not like, oh, I'll just get a break, I'll pop down the shops. You can't leave the. You said the boundary of your house, like the gate of your house. Yeah, I think the bound. You're not meant to cross the threshold of the boundary. Mm. Um, but I mean, if you stepped over for a minute to put your bins out, I guess that's in jail. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the sort of general rule. Mm. Um, so Abs has been keeping a COVID diary for us each day. Let's check in and see how she's been going overnight. Monday, seven fifty a.m. So now, how many more days we get to leave on Thursday? That sucks. Let's go in the pool. 9.23. Um, I'm not feeling that great. I know that everyone's either got COVID at the moment or is scared that any symptom is COVID. And I just feel tired. Like I hung out the washing and then I was like, mm, I would love to have a nap, but uh, can't have a nap because three kids are like, mom, mom. 11.46. Currently, Koa is doing laps of the hallway, wearing goggles. How many laps have you done? Two. Two. Go, 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 go. One thirty-eight. What we can do on this lovely time together, I can show you how to stack the dishwasher properly. Oh. Yeah, it's a good idea. What do you reckon? Can I just say, I stack a dishwasher brilliantly, but Scott wants to stack it like he's some sort of army sergeant. No, it's called Tetris. You should see your mum. Like, I reckon it must just rub off on you. Your mum's terrible at it. Do you want to say that to her face? Yeah, but you're terrible. Scott has never so been home indoors for seven days ever. I'm losing the plot. It's day one. It's not day one. Day two. It's not day two. Day and a half. <laughs> 3.53. I just realised if I um, like if I get COVID now, it's kind of good because I can tell my children that I got COVID. That's not too bad. So you can say that you lived through COVID. <laughs> <laughs> what made you think of that? Um, I don't know. Are you recording? Yeah, I was. Are you feeling okay, though? Yeah, I just got a little bit of a headache. A headache, yeah. At least we get quality time with each other, right? That's good. Don't be sarcastic. (laughs) Love you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. You can do an accent. 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 Okay. Okay. Look, in the world of acting, it's generally agreed that the Australian accent is one of the hardest to get right, and many of you actors have done that. 
can't even... Well, Dev Patel was probably the best one in that Lion movie when he played in Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. you couldn't tell he wasn't Australian. So we want you to give us a call on 131060 to celebrate Australia Day. We know we have a multicultural society out there. Give us a call. Give us your Australian accent, and we'll tell you if it's a real one or if you're bunging it on, mate. Uh, so we've also changed the name of everyone here to try and get the most um, Aussie names possible. Right. So first up, g'day, Sheila from Sandgate. G'day, mate. <laughs> All right, now give us your line, and we've got to see if it's a real Aussie accent or whether it's a fake one. Oi, stop. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. You sound, you sound like a convict. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit over the top, but she might be doing that on purpose, old uh, Sheila. She does do that. You're going to sweep the chimney before the shrimp goes on the barbie. <laughs> what do you say? No, mate. No, mate. That's your job. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say I'm gonna say it's Aussie, but she's like bunging, bunging it. it on. I'm bunging gonna, it on. Yeah, Sheila, we're going to say that you are you are Australian. No, mate. It's like from Clark in Ireland. Oh, well. No, you are not. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. How long have you been here for? Seven years. Okay, well, that's wow, not bad. There you go. Okay. I think because you went so over the top with it, it you mm. sounded like an Aussie Put, a- adding more on to yeah. it. Yeah. Good on you, Sheila. Well, there I you was, go, Sheila. I was actually going to hold my nose and go home Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> go to North Queensland. Yeah, yeah. There you go, Dang, Sheila. Well, yeah. you have a lovely Australia Day tomorrow. We've got Jimmy and Fitzgibbon. Jimmy, hey. No. Flat out like a rat up a drain pipe. Oh, he's flat out like a rat up a drain pipe. <sighs> I think Jimmy's Aussie. Give us say it again for us, Jimmy. Flat out like a rat up a drain pipe. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's just Jimmy's voice. Yeah. Were you born in Australia, Jimmy? Yeah, mate, that's just my voice, eh? Hey? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Robbo from Eagleby. Hey, mate. Tell hey. me he's dreaming. From the uh, castle. Tell him. Say it again. Tell me he's dreaming, mate. Now, there's a bit of a giveaway, giveaway there because tell it's tell him he's dreaming. Mm. And you're saying tell me he's dreaming. Oh, that's what I thought that's what I'm going to say, but... Well, then, then you're just chatting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm going to say that, yeah, you are putting on an Australian accent. It sounded like there was a tinge of something there. What do you think, though? Uh, oh, where are you from, Rob? Well, I'm Fijian Indian, mate. Fiji Indian. There, there we go. go. There you go. <laughs> he caught me. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad, though. Not bad. Well, I gave it away. Is it for him? No, it was when you spoke with your real voice after doing the line. <laughs> ah, damn. I can't swear on radio. It's no. like, damn. <laughs> well, you're, still, you're still quite Aussie, though. You don't have a thick accent. How long have you lived in Australia? Uh, I've been here about 18 years now, mate. Okay. Oh, yeah. So All you right. do. Yeah. It's the same as um, I had a friend who went to London. Mm. And, you know, he developed a Lund- uh, uh, UK accent. Mm. I mean, he was there for four weeks. I guess. So. <laughs> no, but it does happen. You kind of, yeah. because you, you're around people, you use the same words. You assimilate. Uh, this is a tricky one. Khan in Red Bank Plains. Morning, Khan. Fair dinkum bloke, how are you? Okay. Oh, fair dinkum. Fair dinkum bloke, I'm good. That's it, mate. This has made me a uh, pack lunch for Smoko. <laughs> oh. Well, if he's not, he's doing very well. Um, oh. I reckon he's pulling a Swifty. I reckon Khan is not. That's not his normal Australian accent. What has made me think about it is when he said the missus has made me a packed lunch for Smoko. Hmm. If he had said the missus will never make me a packed lunch for Smoko, <laughs> I w- I'm wondering. Here's here's another clue. If his name is Khan, 
or can 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 I'm going to say not Australian accent. You're putting it on, can. No, sorry, boys. I'm an Aboriginal from Mount Isa. Oh, oh, there we, we go. go. Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was. I think it's the when you go over the top with the sayings. Mm-hmm. You did well, buddy. Have you got plans for a straight day tomorrow? Mate, uh, probably just going to, you know, probably smash myself a couple of ham cheese and tomato toasties and uh, kick back to the aircon. Oh, oh good on your legend. What a great day, that sounds like. Good on your legend. Well, for everyone <laughs> who's celebrating it tomorrow, I heard a great line, actually. Um, someone saying, um, celebrate respectfully. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really important time for tomorrow. I'm sure you you're, you would um, think the same kind of thinking about how we got where we are, what Australia's about now. So, mm-hmm. um, it's it's all about our way of life. It's how we have a unique way of life in this country. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Oh. Good on your legend. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Welcome to the Great Australian Bake Off. The Great Australian Bake Off. Uh, it's this Thursday, 8.30 on Foxtel, and she is always on there doing a great job. Mel Buttle, good morning. Good morning, Matt and Stan. <laughs> hey. Uh, so great for the show to be back, but is it great for your waistline? No, of course not. <laughs> no. Um, I treat that show like it's an all-I-can-eat buffet. <laughs> um, I've got no self-control. Some weeks are worse than others. I'm a savoury girl, so bread week obviously mm. hits hard, patisserie week. But a, a, some good elastic wasted pants yeah. always come in handy. <laughs> Suffering yeah. for your art, Mel. Yeah. Suffering for your art. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you first started the show, because um, mm-hmm. it's been a few years you've been on there now, were you concerned about how you look eating? Because, you know, some people get... Uh, I've got a mate, when he goes uh, on, on dates, he can't eat because he's worried he looks ugly when he chews. Thankfully, the things we eat are able to be portioned into little beautiful portions to pop in your mouth. But yeah, yeah. I, if they did spaghetti week, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 that yeah. would be off camera. Um, yeah, I yeah, get... I do get a bit weird. I don't, I just don't want things stuck in my teeth. That's my top issue. Yeah, that's yeah, fair yeah. that's it. That's. I guess that is that is part of it, isn't it? Because you can judge someone when you're watching the meat, not just on how they consume it, but how they attack it on the plate. Do you, like, have you gone in there and tried to cut it up with a spoon like an idiot? Yeah. Or, um, yeah, how many chews have you done? Yeah, I know. I observe as well, Matt, and I judge. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're holding the fork like a five-year-old, like you've got a <laughs> like fist a prison, around it, prison meal. There's yeah. something. Uh, there's something strange about you, and you've got to back. Away, yeah, back away. If there's a, a thumb on the top of any piece of cutlery, um, you've made a big mistake. Yeah. Uh, we've been watching because we've been waiting for the return of this show, and luckily uh, we are spoilt for choice because they do have some of the international uh, bake-offs on TV over here too. Because I'm watching the um, British one, and it's a celebrity one at the moment. Have they done an Australian celebrity bake-off yet, or are there plans to do one? Oh, Stav, I would love an Australian celebrity bake-off. I don't know if there's plans to do one. I'm quite low down the food chain in terms of um, (laughs) ideas and meetings. But, oh, I'd love it. I'd love to do a celebrity um, bake-off. And then who would you put on it, Stav? Do you have some some names I could mention? Uh, Do you know, I would like to see uh, Osher Ginsberg on there from the the host of The Bachelor (laughs) and Bachelorette, Mm -hmm. just because I know how hard it would be for him with all his dietary requirements. Yeah, Osha served up a beautiful bowl of water with a side of cardboard for us today. <laughs> yeah. Hard to stuff yeah. up, though, so yeah, he, he yeah. might win. See, Chappelle Corby, imagine her oh, yeah. in there. Got some brownies, guys. <laughs> Who wants to try one? Yep, Chappelle's made a grilled cheese sandwich with mm-hmm. an iron and yes. a piece of alfoil. <laughs> hey, I also love your TikToks. You're going crazy on TikTok at the moment where you impersonate um, 
everyone's mum, and mm-hmm. some of them are just hilarious. My favourite one is when you wake um, wake someone up hungover, or when someone says they're hungry and you're trying to make them eat a banana. That's what we're having for tea, and if you're still hungry afterwards, have a banana. Feeling a bit off. Hmm. What have I got? I've got, I could do, uh, how about a banana, just something light, just to get in your tummy. Is this your mum you're being? It is a bit of a mix of my mum and other people's mums from, you know, when you're in in high school, you go and have a sleepover. Yeah. Yeah. And you just realise all mums are just the same. They all just want to push bananas on you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's, but my mum thinks it's her. My mum will message me and be like, well, I see I'm on the internet again this week. (laughs) (laughs) It is funny, isn't it? Because you you don't realise it when you're a kid all the things that parents and other people's mums, what they're like until you become an adult. And then you're like, um, oh, that's right. We all just eventually we morph hmm. into the same person at one stage in life. Yep. Yeah, I thought my dad was the only person who went around flicking off every light in the house going, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not <laughs> no. made of money. No. I do that now. I'm 34 and I'm doing that to my children, Mel. It's quite sad. Yeah, it just comes out of us, and I know I'm not a parent, but it, I'm I'm the same. I'm like fridge, that fridge door's been open for a bit long, hasn't it? <laughs> trying, to, trying to keep things cool, not cool the kitchen down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but look at how much money we got. Uh. Look at my millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a lie. Yeah, it was all a lie. does it make a difference? Like, Turning I, I, would, the lights I off. would love to know how much it costs to actually have a light turned on per minute. All right, well, you, you turn yours on this month, and I'll turn all mine off, and we'll see what the difference in the, uh, in the bill is <laughs> yeah, at the end. Right. Mel Buttle joins us this morning. She is one of the hosts of The Great Australian Bake Off. When we come back, though, Mel, uh, we love your column you do in the Courier Mail where you do the stereotype suburbs of Brisbane. Now, we've got you to pick some from the north and the south to heat up our trivia turf war battle we're doing at the moment. We're going to hear those next. I'm back in the suburbs. All right, well, we got you, Mel. Uh, the Great Australian Bake Off premieres Thursday, 8.30, Foxtel. Of course, you'll be able to catch up on it as well. We're doing Trivia Turf War at the moment, and we know in the Courier-Mail you do a very good job of talking about the different suburbs around Brisbane as well. So I believe you have um, some stereotypes of three north side and three south side suburbs you're going to run us through right now. I do. Which Where would you like me to begin, north or south? Let's go with south since they're losing. Okay. All righty. So south side, um, Forest Lake, let's kick us off there. Um, women all have a centre diffuser or candle business. Ah. They're, every single one of them owns a kayak and they're way too active in the marketplace buy and sell groups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is there true. I've done a lot mm-hmm. of pickups from Forest Lake for people in my family. I've bought a lot of stuff there, yeah. Also, Forest Lake only knows Forest Lake. If you say, I live in Mitchelton, they're like, where? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maruka. They, unfortunately, are always renovating. They used to rent in New Farm, but they bought a house because they wanted to get two rescue greyhounds. <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Tarragindi. Mm-hmm. They've renovated Nan's two-bedroom cottage into a six-bedroom mansion. They have a Hungarian Visla. They will not use an indicator, and there is an Amarok in every driveway. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you got that right. Yeah, and they all pretend yeah. that the freeway is the ocean. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, shall I jump to north? Let's side? hear it. What's going on in the north? north, north side. 
Okay, Northside Ascot <coughs> is the oldest of old money and they will not leave their suburb unless it is to directly head to Noosa. Yes. Yes, correct. Yes. Uh, Burp and Gary, everyone has a septic tank and they're all cat breeders up there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Jibung, which is the home of Backyard Gardens. They're very into composting. They're obsessed with the Castledine markets. Mm-hmm. And whenever you say, oh, are you near the train line? They go, oh, no, 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 we're on the other side. We're on the good side. The good side of Jibung. <laughs> yeah, so, and we're thinking about getting some chickens. Always getting chickens, always making their own kombucha mm-hmm. out that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do, Pete, when you do these lists... How much hate mail do you get? <laughs> um, look, a lot of people like to tweet me to tell me I'm not relevant and unfunny. Mm. Um, oh, that means well... you're funny as hell. When someone says you're, you're not even funny, it kills them that people enjoy your comedy. Oh, thank you, Mash. Um, it's, it's not too bad. Some people are like, yep, look, that hurt, but she's spot on. That's quite a nice comment I get about their suburb things. I like you find I... the same as me, Mel, is that the people that you're uh, taking the, the mickey out of always think it's their neighbour. Oh, yes. Now, I'm not talking about you and your Ugg boots out at Red Bank Plains. Yeah. I'm talking about your neighbour with the poor staffy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you nailed it, Mel. Yeah, you got them. <laughs> hey, can't wait to see it. Uh, Great Australian Bake Off, Thursday, 8.30 on Foxtel. Always a pleasure, Mel. Thanks for calling in. Cheerio. Mm-hmm. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Uh, crazy news about Adele cancelling her first show in Las Vegas. She's doing a residency there. Mm, so um, unfortunate that that lyric's probably going to come back and bite her on the ass, isn't it's it? It's a good point. <laughs> Go easy on me, everyone. <laughs> Um, she doesn't like to fly Adele, so she's decided for this album. I don't know whether it's going to be the case for forever. Mm. She's not touring the world. And to be honest, at the point, at the you moment... You can't anyway. This is a good way to get out of it, yeah. No point. No so point. Just on weekends, she's got a residency um, at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. People have gotten tickets. It was meant to start the weekend, just gone. Um, and then, of course, Adele had to, 24 hours before the show, mm. uh, people were lined up out the front, ready to go, apparently. Mm. Um, she jumped on the internet and yes. revealed this. I'm so sorry, but um, my show ain't ready. We've tried absolutely everything that we can to put it together and for it to be good enough for you, but we've been absolutely destroyed by delivery delays and COVID. Half my crew, half my team are down with COVID. They still are. And it's been impossible to finish the show. I can't give you what I have right now. Um, and I'm gutted. I'm gutted and I'm sorry it's so last minute. I'm so upset and I'm really embarrassed and I'm I'm really, really sorry. I'm really sorry. Now, of course, Adele is a big-name celebrity around the world, mm-hmm. so no one's taking her word for it in the tabloids. No, no. <laughs> um, apparently, some of the rumours coming out are that she wanted to do a very stripped-back mm-hmm. show. So she just wanted to do her on stage singing, mm-hmm. which is what she's done in the past. And let's be honest, if anyone's going to put on a show... That is going to be just them singing, and it's going to be amazing. Adele. It's Adele. Yeah. You know, I, I would watch her a cappella in Queen Street Mall, mm. you know, and pay good money for that because mm. she's absolutely amazing. Um, but they're saying that was an issue. They wanted her to have a big choir behind her. She oh. didn't want that. Management were forcing her into that. All right. Set design. There was uh, fights over the set design. Uh, they wanted, like, um, swimming pools coming out of the floor and stuff and people well, the, jumping around. I've never been to a Vegas show, mm. but I assume that's what... 
it, it's it's more it's very theatrical, isn't it? Yeah, well, in the Cirque du Soleil ones, they 100% have that, where yeah. they jump into pools that are on the stage, and then the pools get covered up, and they dance on them, and then they take that away, they jump back in. Insanity. It's Vegas, baby. Insanity. But this is the power of the internet, and there's one girl who's gone um, viral all over the place, and it also shows how quickly people can be swayed. Like, they say, like, people will say things about people behind their back on the internet, mm-hmm. and then as soon as they've come face-to-face with them, like, they change in an instant. Yes. This is one girl in America who's had some very bad luck when it comes to getting to see Adele live. Okay. Tina bought tickets to see Adele at Madison Square Garden, but they were fake tickets. But nobody felt bad for me because I bought them on Craigslist, so that was my own doing. So then I bought tickets to her show in London, and I flew to London. And these were not your average tickets. These were Golden Circle tickets. Like, look at the stadium, look at the standing room, and I was in the Golden Circle. And she canceled her show. Flash forward to 2022, my brother surprised me with Adele tickets <laughs> to her Vegas residency. And I am in Vegas right now. And Adele canceled her show. Again! <laughs> Why? Wow. So she ain't happy. No. A lot of people ain't happy. You can imagine. You can hear in her voice there. Oh, she sounded like a Karen. She's yeah, <laughs> and I've seen other ones on the internet that I can't play uh, on TikTok where women are very upset. One girl who was impersonating her, going, "I don't care that you've got it, you." So I haven't bothered playing it. It's cost her six thousand dollars, and she's got no more holiday leave left, so she can't even get to Vegas to see her rescheduled show. Do you think this is the turning? Because up until now, she's been pretty untouchable, Adele. Yeah, Do you know, like yeah. she is. Everyone loves her, but you, beloved by everybody. Is this her Ellen moment? See, that's what you think. Uh. But have a listen. This is the same girl who's just bagging her out hard there because two cancelled shows yeah. and the fake Craigslist tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, she's angry as anything mm. and then gets a FaceTime for Adele and listen to her mood change okay. instantly when she's face-to-face <laughs> with Adele. I'm sorry. Because I feel for you. I know you're doing everything you can. I just want to get a glass of wine with you. Let's get drunk. Let's get drunk. Come and see you in real life. Get on the phone and see you. I just FaceTimed Adele. I just FaceTimed Adele. See, but that's that's what we were saying, though. We were talking about this in the the meeting um, earlier on this morning. She could have done something. Do you know? Like, I think if you were there in Vegas and she said, look, I don't have the band or I don't have the set, but I'll come out on stage. We'll have the lights up. We'll just have a chit-chat. You know? oh, I couldn't agree with you more. If you said, hey, come to the stadium, mm-hmm. um, I'll sing you one song and everyone gets a medium six-nugget yeah. meal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll come down there and then go through your handbag. Everyone will be like, <laughs> I had McDonald's with Adele. Yeah. That's, that would be better than the concert. Make it like a sleepover party or something. Run upstairs, <laughs> grab your pyjamas. <laughs> no, no, go too far now. Come on. <laughs> grab a pillow too. Yeah. It's going to be a massive fight. But I... And- I just love, I just love on this how like people are so angry, but then they're there with Adele. They're like, "Oh my gosh, oh, you're you, you, you oh, do what you want to yeah, do. Yeah. You, feel, you look after you." I feel bad for you. I mean, yeah. I remortgaged my house, but I feel bad for you as you FaceTime me from that fifty thousand dollar a night suite you're in. <laughs> and then you've got the other uh, bunch of Adele fans who didn't buy tickets to these shows, so they're not upset. They're really, really happy because she's miserable, and everybody knows Adele writes better music when she's miserable. It always comes back to that, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Maybe she's in the middle of writing now. Yeah. Let's just cause a. Crisis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Albums on the way. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hi, uh, Alpha Bucks. It's back Thursday, guys, after the Australia Day day off. Um, your answer for the game is pajamas. Pajamas. 
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. What exactly is an NFT? So-called NFT. Y'all in the chat understand what an NFT is? Does that stand for not safe for work? What What does this mean? Yeah, this is an interesting one. I've seen this all over the internet. Yeah. Um, and I remember when Bitcoin came out, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh, it's a, it's a hoax, don't do it. And then you hear people making millions of dollars Yes. on Bitcoin. Now, NFTs are the big thing on the internet, on the blockchain. I don't really know what a blockchain is, <laughs> but I don't want to be the person, and I don't want us to be the people, Stav, mm. who don't invest in this. Yeah. And then in five years' time, we say we were talking about it, and we could have made money. That's true. So, for someone um, who knows all about it, she's the News Corp National Technology Editor, Jennifer Dudley-Nicholson. For people who don't know, what is an NFT and the blockchain, and should we invest? I am not responsible for your investments. I have no idea. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, yeah. So, I'm just I'm, I'm starting off that well. Yeah. Um, but, essentially, an NFT is a non-fungible token. Mm-hmm which does not explain what it is at all, really, because they're just funny words. Um, but essentially, it's a it's a cryptographic uh, asset, kind of like um, uh, Bitcoin, but for art. Hmm. And, and so basically, it's a, um, a way that you can prove that you own a piece of digital art, um, and people are buying them because then they can say, look, um, you know, I've, I've purchased this amazing piece of, of, of art of, you know, often a cartoon of an ape recently, but apparently that still holds value. Okay. Um, and people are making millions of dollars from them. And some of those people include artists, which is probably a good thing, even though to many people it's still kind of looking a bit like a pyramid scheme. Mm. The other thing I've heard about it being a scheme of some description is um, the majority of users, it's a good way to launder money um, or do illegal things with currency. Uh, and there's also people that will... And correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not sure. Uh, they'll make them. They'll get a mate to buy it for like ten grand, and they'll go, "Look, it's worth ten grand. Uh, no money's exchanged hands." But then they get someone else to, who thinks it's that valuable to pay that money. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm not that person who's going to tell you how to launder money because honestly, I just wash mine. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that that is that is a major problem. And we've also seen some recently where you know people have purchased um, some of these NFTs for a lot of money, and then they've you know clicked on the wrong link, which doesn't normally happen with art. Uh, you know, dealing and, and what have you, as I understand it. You know, mm. once you've bought your Van Gogh, you don't necessarily lose it because you get the wrong email. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so there's a host of new problems that there, there wasn't before. But at the same time, like, the, the there was a bloke, an artist, who, um, you know, had he'd sold his art for $100 previously, mm. and then he managed to sell an NFT for $69 million US dollars and, and broke the record at Christie's. Wow. So some people are doing very well out of it. Will it... Okay, so it's just for art at the moment, so, like, pictures and things. Will mm-hmm. it... I'm hearing that other things might become NFTs in the future. Yes, potentially. And I think we, we saw kind of a hint of that recently when um, Steve Smith came out and he he's done a partnership with uh, like a, a New Zealand NFT mob, I believe. Mm. And so he's going to do some, I guess, photos and stuff. But I mean, technically, it's an asset. And so um, an NFT is just a way of, of proving that, you know, you have something original that you definitely own yourself. Um, and it's it's unique, unlike, you know, uh, Bitcoins, because obviously, you know, Bitcoins are like a currency and, mm. and there's one is like the other. 
NFT is just a way of making sure that you can you can prove that you own something. It's like technically the, you can do it with ID. Yeah, it's like the little certificate you get when you buy like a um, limited edition plate with the Queen on it. Exactly. Wow. Yes. Right. So yeah. there could become a time when there is some, let's say, properties that are mm-hmm. that are NFTs. So the way to prove that that is yours, you go. Here's my NFT. I own this house. It may not necessarily be registered, say, with Very the rest. government or something, or the way the way it is now. Technically, that's possible. Again, I would not advise that. No. Um, but, <laughs> right. but, and anything you can, when you can kind of lose your property because you've stored your your crypto wallet incorrectly or you've forgotten the numbers to it is probably a bad thing. Yeah. But yes, that's absolutely true. And like when they t- people talk about storing things on the blockchain, essentially it's a digital ledger and it's it's a way to prove that you know that that unique code is is yours essentially. Because you have heard of that uh, with the Bitcoin fab, people saying that they've thrown out a laptop and that had their only access to that Bitcoin and now they can't access millions of dollars because once you lose that, that's it. You can't, you can't get it back. So it's, it's kind of the same with NFTs? It, it is, essentially. It's the same kind of technology. So, um, yeah, you don't want to throw out the laptop that has your property on it because then I don't know what the situation with squatters is and if it's not mm. registered with the government, mm-hmm. then that's kind of an issue as well because you can't just like you know, go through and, and yeah, request a, a property deed. Um it's, it's a strange one, and if you start putting ID on that as well, um, that's an issue because if you can't prove you exist, I imagine that makes <laughs> yeah. applying for things very difficult. <laughs> difficult, yeah. Well, 131060, if anyone owns NFTs, love. If is there anyone listening at the moment who's got one? Who's got one or has made money off of them? Um, but just in closing, what it's kind of sounding like to me a little bit, um, Jennifer, is like when the internet first started and no one knew what it was and then it turned into sort of like its own little universe... Essentially, NFTs in 10, 20 years' time might be like its own little universe. Or gone. Yeah. yeah, look, I think it's already we're already seeing that because we're we're kind of like uh, you know a couple of years into them you know becoming almost mainstream but but being talked about in the mainstream. Mm. You know, Twitter's taking them on. We're likely to see more of them in the metaverse, whatever that ends up being yeah. from from Facebook and the like. Um, so yeah, there will be a whole kind of universe involved in in NFTs. And just I would love to point out that Hello Kitty is bringing out NFTs um, <laughs> later this year. Okay. So right, I, I don't know what. That tells you about it, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, f- I feel okay. about 150 years old, if I'm honest, Jen. I'm like, what are these NFTs? I can't deal with it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, you're, you're in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, clearing it up somewhat for us. Really appreciate it. Pleasure. Good luck. All right. Thank you. And like we said, there's a couple of people ringing through. If you own an NFT, uh, we want to know what you paid for it. Is, is it worth anything? Um, 131060 is our number. Uh, it's Stav, Abby, Matt, Sam Smith right now. That was Jennifer, News Corp National Technology Editor. Uh, some people believe it's going to be the next big thing, like a cryptocurrency. Yeah. Um, Liam from Bellbird Park has called up, and you've spent quite a lot of money on these NFTs, mate. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> How much would you say in total you've spent on NFTs? Uh, probably close to $5,000. Okay. In comparison with a lot of other people, that's not even that much at all, really. And you're not scared that you're going to lose your money? Oh, it wasn't even for uh, money or anything like that. Some of it was like uh, collectibles, like, uh, let's just say video, like, let's just say the artists who make art for video games. Mm-hmm. Well, some of the exclusive art that they've made for a video game, uh, for instance. Yeah. 
Right. So it's almost like like Stav collects pears and figurines. Is it sim- kind of. similar to that? Kind of. Um, yeah, as uh, your previous uh, guest was talking about, it is primarily uh, basically what an NFT is. Mm. Oh, man, we've been through that. that. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> we didn't need to explain it. We had a big, long thing. We just want to know no, what you uh, bought that... for five grand. There you go. I'm not sure if I went home to my wife and said, hey, honey, I bought something on the internet for $5,000 and there was nothing yeah. physical to show. Mm. I think I'd get stabbed. And are you doing yours with the intent on selling them back to make money or you just want to keep it and have it? Um, probably just keep it and have it, although uh, that's always an option, depends if it's worth squillions of dollars. Yeah. Let's make a Stav Abbey and Matt NFT. Okay. So, can we just put, like, a picture of the three of us up online, and would you, would you buy it, Liam? Uh, probably not of you guys, but, um... Hurtful. Thanks, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> but you can, you can, you can do that. You can go onto sites like OpenSea, and then you can mint your own token, or, uh, there are... Other platforms that are coming out. Um, Righto. Let's turn ourselves into an NFT. A non-fungible tangible. Let's find out what we're worth. Okay. Oh. And then do we get to keep the money? Yeah. Well, whatever we make on the NFT, we will give away on the radio. We always do that. Can't we just once keep it? No. You get paid paid enough to be here, mate. Come on. I want some icing. Come on. All right. We'll make one and we'll sell it. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. Um, if you do think I sound more nasally today than usual, <laughs> I'm having a massive allergy attack mm. in the last couple of days. Today, even worse. Yes, bad. And... Um, it annoys my my beautiful wife, who who is a saint, can I say? <laughs> my wife is an absolute saint. Right now. Because when I get an itchy throat and nose, mm. as you may or may not know, I scratch it by... <coughs> yeah, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Making that noise. And I know I do it in bed. Mm. And she never complains. Oh. And I appreciate that. Uh, but with the Omicron wave coming through at the moment... Um, I did a rat test this morning, yes. uh, which came up negative, which is great news. Great, great news. But I actually think swabbing my nose yeah. oh, yeah, has maybe. stirred it up. Yeah. Have you noticed since I did that test, it has I've been, been worse? worse. Yeah. So did I have little bits of pollen in there? And you just stirred them up a bit and just pushed l- them back. Yeah, like I just shoved more in. Maybe. Or maybe I'm allergic to the test. <laughs> maybe, if anyone would be. Either way, I appear COVID-y without being covid Yes, it's important to say that. So thanks. Yes. But no thanks. <laughs> Every afternoon I take uh, my dog for a walk. I've been going the same route uh, the last uh, couple of weeks because there's a hill uh, on the route that is a, uh, it's a, it's a fairly big one to conquer. And I'm trying to get in shape for this um, fight for a cause that I'm doing uh, at the start of April. Yeah. So I've sort of been tracking from when I started walking him up this hill to see how easy it's getting for me to get up the hill. And it's steadily been getting faster and faster as I go. Yeah. So I've been kind of proud of myself. And I'm walking up the hill yesterday, and uh, there's a a kid on the other side of the road. would have been about 22, 23. And he's doing, like, burst runs. So he's walking down the hill, probably about 10, 20 metres, and then he is absolutely just caning it yeah. up to the top of the hill, 20 metres up, and then he's stopping, right? Did and he is he is belting. Like, he's like, he should have gone meep, meep before he started running because he was quick. Yeah. 
Uh, no, I didn't take him on because I was walking on the other side of the road with my dog. I'm watching him do this. He did it like five times. I'm like, Phew, look at this kid go. And then he looks over and he goes, and exactly like this, he goes, Hey, mate, how you doing? Having a good day? What a jerk. <laughs> what a jerk. What a little <laughs> and I went, jerk face. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, oh, uh, God. Uh, mate, I'm, 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 I know. I know. <sighs> Yeah. I know, and then he did two more. He goes, "See you next time." I was like, "Yeah, okay, mate, thanks." Yeah, no it's... fat on him, no fat on him, no shirt on, just abs everywhere. I was like, "Okay, that's not what I needed." As I pant, breathless, strolling up the hill with my carer dog. It's like when you drink with someone young, mm. and then you talk to them the next day, and it's like nothing happened. Uh-huh. And you're like, "Why aren't you dying?" <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> so to that healthy, athletic, newbile child. Thanks for nothing. Brisbane wakes up with Staff Abby and Matt on B105.